What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Saints and Sinners podcast, part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. It is Alec. It is Jeremy, of course, bringing you uh, the latest Saints news and headlines. And Jeremy, we kind of <laughs> decided, you know, before the offseason started, we are like, hey, let's just wait till all this news comes in and do one big episode, cover oh, everything. Yeah. And uh, little did we know the Saints <laughs> were going to be this active and, uh, you know, quite honestly, this uh, busy during free agency. Uh, yeah. You know, normally, they're a team that normally attacks the second and third wave of free agency, which they have so right. far. Uh, but news around the division, uh, a bunch of departures from the Saints team, a bunch of additions. Uh, what we still want to see the Saints do with all the, with the money they still have to use. Yep. Uh, we'll get to all of that today. Uh, should be a fun, action-packed episode. Uh, Jeremy, how you doing, man? Uh, man, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot to cover, so I can't complain. <laughs> yeah, good spring break. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice to have the week off. You know, I could actually watch this stuff go down for once, so that was nice. <laughs> Usually I'm in school and I'm looking at it on my watch. So, or you're, or, or you're at uh, work, right? Yeah, exactly. It's every signing so far this offseason I've been at work, so that's been lovely. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it's cool to at least be able to watch this stuff kind of go down and watch the big signings happen, and it's been enjoyable. I mean, yeah, definitely and entertaining. And, I mean, you know, we talked about this free agent class being kind of weak and lackluster, but there's still been several big trades that have happened. You know, Ramsey going to Miami was a big move. Yep. Um the Cowboys acquiring Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks, and that's a team that relatively does not do those kind of things. So, no, not at all. Yeah, they don't. They don't really. They're not really aggressive when it comes to that kind of stuff. But hey, it's been a fun off season. Uh, let's dive into the rest of the NFC South first, because you know, obviously, the first big domino was um, the Carolina Panthers have now acquired the first overall pick in the draft, trading with the Chicago Bears, uh, giving up DJ Moore, I believe. Uh, this year's, you know, the ninth overall pick. Yep. Next year's first, first. Next year. And then two seconds. Um, yeah. And two seconds, right. So, obviously, the Panthers are now in the driver's seat for this for this draft. They kind of determine how everything falls out now. Yeah. Um, we believe, well, we're not, but we, we, we know it's going to be a quarterback that's going to come into this division. And right. with it being still, I would consider a relatively wide open division. I think right now Derek Carr still is the best quarterback in this division. For now, um, yeah. Yeah, and I think the Saints, you know, probably start with a favorite, you know, with all the moves they've made. But with Carolina, we know it's probably going to be Stroud or Young, or they could just shock everybody and take Anthony Richardson number one. But we know it's quarterback, right? Right. I I don't – see, I say this, but then we've seen crazier crap happen in the draft, but I'm really not sold that they're going to take something other than quarterback. I just – the only guy you could even remotely debate at the moment would be Will Anderson with Jalen Carter's, you know, workout and his legal situation. So, mm-hmm. and I, I really don't think they need edge that badly. I mean, they're a quarterback away from being at least a competitive team. So I don't know why they wouldn't take a quarterback. Um, the one option I could see other than staying there would be trading back down. I've heard they're, considering it they don't really know who they want to take so i feel like either a they're valuing all three of the top quarterbacks the same and they're just going to trade down to three or four or whatever well probably not three because carolina or excuse me arizona doesn't want to trade up but 
I don't know. It, it's a weird scenario because I don't know why you would give up DJ Moore if you're not just going to take the guy at the top, whoever your top prospect is. I mean, right. But then again, I don't know because are you going to try and recoup some of that value? Like, would you trade back down again to try and get the value back? But then why would you trade up in the first place? Yeah, because here's, I mean, here's the thing, right? So I think. <clears throat> First of all, you have to find somebody who's willing to trade up to the first Correct. overall pick. That's and, a huge part. Yeah, and I mean, you know, realistically, assuming it's going to be a team that needs a quarterback, yep. there's no guarantee. The only team that could logically, where you would f- trade back to where you could still pick a quarterback, if you like all three of them equally, yeah. would be the Colts at four. Right, right. And that's assuming... <clears throat> they don't go uh, one, two, three quarterback. Yeah, exactly. So well, Arizona again won't, but... Yeah. One, yeah, but Arizona, and like you said, Arizona doesn't want Arizona doesn't want the first overall pick. They're looking to trade right. back. Exactly. So there's a lot of scenarios where they, I don't think they can trade back. They have to take a quarterback, whether it's Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, whoever it may be they like. Yep. Uh, I think we both kind of agree. We're both pretty high on these two quarterbacks. I think Bryce yep. Young. If you're gonna sit there and tell me his size is the only issue, then I'm perfectly comfortable taking Bryce Young. Yeah, he's um, the same height as Kyler Murray, so that kind of disproved all of that. Obviously, Kyler's had injury history, but he also runs constantly, so yeah, that's kind of the major difference. Bryce right. is kind of a little more of a pocket passer slash improviser, so yeah, right. I don't and think, I think he's Stroud be beat up. Good again, the Stroud with Stroud, the only issue I see is. Ohio State has not put out a good NFL quarterback. That's the only concern I see. And Justin yeah, Fields, Fields showed a lot of improvement. Yeah. yeah. He showed a lot of improvement going from year two to year three. So right. uh, I'm, I'm sorry, year one to year two. But right. they're going to build on, build on that. But uh, they're going to go quarterback. So we'll see what happens. They're going to take a quarterback in this division. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of other quarterbacks in this division, <laughs> uh, before getting- we're – uh, top overall pick back in 2018, Baker Mayfield has now signed with the Buccaneers. Uh, as Tampa, maybe they're looking to do a soft rebuild. They're cutting a lot of their uh, veterans against the cap. They're eating the money this year just so next year they can kind of start fresh. Yeah. Um, They've not... really been beating up the roster just a little yeah. bit. They've been getting rid of some of those older guys. Fournette, I know. Donovan Smith, I know. Um, Jack Mason. Sean Murphy Bunting got signed elsewhere. They've let quite a few guys walk here, so. Yeah, but they did bring back uh, Levante David. Yep, that and they brought back Carlton Davis. That's who it was. Yeah. They brought back one of their corners. So they, it's it's not like they're blowing it up necessarily, but they're kind of keeping around the core pieces and letting anyone over like thirty walk. Yeah, for sure. So uh, Baker, uh, you know how I feel about Baker. I think I'm a little. <laughs> I personally am a little more lenient towards Baker than most other people. Yeah, which I think he's been dealt some unfair circumstances in his career. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, he's going to Tampa. And even with Tom Brady, they struggled, you know, mightily last year. Uh, yeah. Offensive line injuries, they couldn't run the ball. Uh, the defense was good, but, you know, it wasn't great enough to really help carry this team, you know, much further in the playoffs than the wild card round. So, yeah. Uh, with Baker, I mean, I really don't view Tampa as a threat. And I think we all kind of agree the moment Tom Brady left this team, uh, Tampa was no longer going to be relevant in the picture, I think. It's hard. A lot of it comes down to their coaching staff. I think that's kind of why they were failing so hard last year, except 
they didn't change anything this offseason with coaching. It was like us. It was, it, was, coach. it was like us in a weird way. Yeah, it, it kind of was a similar scenario where their coaching was kind of failing and they just didn't really change anything on the side of the ball that was failing. But um, I don't know. I, I think they're still going to be competitive to an extent. I don't think they're going to be as good as they have been the last, obviously, four years. But they'll probably be in a similar manner to what they were under Jameis for those couple of years where they were like 7-9, 8-10. and 10, You know, they were decent, not 8-10, and 7-10, excuse me. But... I don't think they're going to be obviously Super Bowl contenders where they are now. Um, mm-hmm. They could be in the next couple of years if they really get some good drafts together. Obviously, they have a decent pick this year, so we'll see. Um, out of them or the Panthers, I'd say the Panthers kind of have the upper hand at the moment just because they have a really good young roster and they've got obviously the number one pick. So, Right, and then speaking of the Panthers real quick, let's just kind of touch on some of these acquisitions they have made. Mm-hmm. Um Adam Thielen is heading to Carolina on what is essentially a two-year deal. You know, yep. three years. Uh, they signed Miles Sanders, uh, former yep. Saint Von Bell, and uh, Shy Tuttle are now in the fold there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As is Andy Dalton. Yeah. Um, you know, and they Hayden brought Hurst. back. Yeah, and Haynhurst. Um, so it's going to be a whole new offense for the Panthers. And, you know, once you include that first overall pick. Um, with Frank Wright, they're a good young team, I feel like, and I think having some stability at the coaching uh, as a head coach is going to be important for this young team. I think Frank Wright brings that. I think he kind of got yeah. dealt a crappy hand with the Colts uh, that last year there. So, yeah, um, they made some good moves. Um, I believe outside of Baker, Tampa's been more of cutting guys than bringing guys in, right? Yeah, more or less. They haven't really made any splash signings necessarily yeah yeah they brought back jamal dean levante david um they lost sean murphy bunting mike edwards went to the chiefs yep and then they brought in baker mayfield so it more oh, it or less jamal just... dean, i guess not carlton davis <laughs> i thought it was carlton davis they had brought back but i guess he's on a longer oh contract. Yeah, yeah yeah they signed him last year i believe gotcha yeah so yeah yeah um so more or less staying the same with Tampa. It's more about them getting, you know, under the cap uh, yeah. and just trying to eat up the money this year to where they can maybe be a little more competitive next year. Right. Atlanta, as you teased, obviously, uh, they made a bunch of moves. Uh, yep. Jesse Bates, the uh, longtime safety for the Bengals, is not heading to Atlanta. Yep. They signed former Saints defense tackle David Onyemata. Yep. Um, they brought back their right tackle, uh, mm-hmm. Caleb uh, McGray, McGarry, they brought in a former, again, former Saint. This is the Ryan uh, music connection. They yeah. bring in Cade Nellis. They signed Taylor Heineke to be the backup, and reportedly they're very set on Desmond Ritter to kind of, uh, he's their guy going into the season, it looks like. Right. They, they told Heineke he is the backup, and he, that's kind of the vision they have for him. Um, and they signed uh, what could have been a, a potential target for us, yeah. uh, Matt Collins from the Raiders, who had a you know pretty good year with Derek Carr as his quarterback last year in Vegas. So right. Right. Atlanta, nonetheless, they're kind of retooling and uh, looking to be a little more competitive. And they were, I, I thought they overperformed last year too. Like a yeah, they they played very well last year. That's without Kyle Pitts, a not being used right, and then b being hurt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> towards the end of the season, he didn't play a whole lot. So. For sure. 
yeah. had a down year from Terrell too. I mean, they really yeah. had some bad performances, and yet they still showed up more than yeah. any of us would have expected. Yeah, they were competitive, you know, throughout the entire season. So it's going to be, I think, a little more competitive than people want to think it is. Like, I know. Right. Excuse me. Like I know, last year was a bad division, and you know, nine and eight got Tampa in, and they got bounced immediately. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think this division will be a little more competitive and, you know, in a, in a, in a wide open NFC, I think you kind of kind of look at this, go, you know, I think any one of these teams could make some noise. Um, but we'll see the Panthers, the Bucks and the uh, Falcons all look, they, they're, they made some good moves. Nonetheless. Yeah. They're getting better. I mean, that's kind of the whole point of off season. We'll see what it comes down to during the draft and all that. But as of right now, they definitely look a lot better than they did last season, aside from Tampa. Yeah, and not to mention Carolina has a first overall pick. The Falcons pick ninth. Yep. So two of them will have a top 10 pick. Uh, we'll see what they do when draft time comes around, obviously. But uh, to the Saints, the team that we actually do cover and talk about. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, so obviously the Saints made a, a bunch of moves, A, to get under the cap, including uh, the restructuring of, God, a list of guys. Uh <laughs> The whole team, <laughs> the whole team, uh, Cameron Jordan, Marcus May, uh, yep. Andrus Pete, yep, Alva Kamara, Tyron Matthew, Marshawn Lattimore, um, Michael Thomas, even if you want to consider that a restructure kind of and, uh, resigning Hill. thing, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, yep, um, a bunch of moves, nonetheless, <laughs> right? So, no kidding, they got they got under the cap, they uh, and that, that was you know, even um. A lot of these restructures happened after they brought in Derek Carr and yeah, uh, right. signed him to the deal. And I believe Derek Carr counts very little against the cap this year, correct? Yeah, Jeremy? it's absolutely nothing, which is wild. He counts about seven point two million against the cap this year, which is let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth on the team. So <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty impressive. I mean, he's got a lower cap hit than Demario Camara, Andrews Pete, which is a joke. Uh, Ryan Ramchick, Marshawn Lattimore, Michael Thomas, and Cam Jordan. So. Yeah, and I think they worked wonders with that. <laughs> and I think people had a lot of questions about Cam Jordan and Demario in particular. You know, them getting up there in age, right? Um, but their future, at least for this year and maybe next year, you know, they're with the well. Cam will be a free agent actually at the end of the season, but yep. uh, you know, they're likely well, not like they're here for next. They're here for this year for sure. I'm pretty sure Cam's yeah. going to have to get resigned just with the amount of money that they would lose if they don't resign him, like you saw with Andamata yeah. this year. I think they kind of have to bring him back for at least a year or two. So, and I think Cam's the guy who he's the same for life. I don't think Cam going to want to go anywhere else. Swear to God, if he's not, <laughs> I'm going to be really <laughs> upset if he goes somewhere else, especially fucking Atlanta. After yeah. them stealing Onyemata and Ellis, if he goes there, I'm going to be so fucking upset. So, speaking of Onyemata and Ellis, really quick, the departures for the Saints include David Onyemata going to Atlanta on a three-year deal, yep. Ken Ellis going to Atlanta on a three-year deal, Shai mm-hmm. Tuttle going to Carolina for on a three-year deal, yep. Marcus Davenport going to Minnesota on a one-year yep. deal, and that finally went through uh, for the Vikings a couple of days ago. Yep. Um, Andy Dalton is going to Carolina to be the backup, assumingly to the number one overall pick, whoever that might be. Mm-hmm. Um, Deontay Hardy, who people kind of forgot about, you know, it's yeah. kind of a real weird, you know, kind of ending for him here in New Orleans. But he's yeah. going to Buffalo, and with them releasing Isaiah McKenzie, 
Yeah. Uh, I think he could actually have a nice role card out for him at Buffalo. He will. Uh, I'm yeah. pretty certain he will. With the arm Josh Allen has and how quickly he, um, excuse me, Hardy can separate, I think that's kind of a perfect fit for what they're looking for. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, the acquisitions the Saints oh, have made. Oh, no, you missed one. No, I did not. Did Justin I? Evans. Oh, it's not li- <laughs> the, the boy. Is, the contract isn't listed on Spotrack yet. Yes, the boy. Justin yeah. Evans going to Philly. Philly. Uh, yeah. You know, after after they lost out on uh, both or two of their safeties, um, Johnson going to Johnson going to Detroit, obviously. And, yeah, and how all that ended up was kind of bizarre to see happen. <laughs> I'm starting to understand why we traded them. <laughs> And we got a fifth. I mean, yeah, we got more than they did in comp picks. So, <laughs> and then kind of off the back of that, just the comp picks that we're getting. I mean, we're getting one yeah. from our, as of this moment, obviously there's more signings to be had, but right. as of right now, you would get one from Marcus Davenport, which would be a fourth rounder, David on Yamada, which would also be a fourth rounder. And then Kane Ellis, which would be a sixth rounder. So, I mean, as much as you don't want to lose Ellis and as much as you don't want to lose anyone, frankly, um, aside from Davenport, um, you would probably take that for what you've lost. Like, Onyemata, I would rather not pay the amount he was given. It was like $12 million a year. I'm absolutely not giving him that. Yeah. And Davenport for one for 13, I'm fine with him leading. Ellis was probably the one that actually hurt the most out of who we've lost so far. Right. I mean, for him to average out about seven a year, I mean, with, with Pete Warner and you know Demario obviously you know kind of being the starter, the Saints kind of shifting towards more of a nickel-based right. defense. I, I can see why you wouldn't want to pay your third linebacker seven million a year. No, yeah, and it I, makes sense because you just drafted Demarco Jackson last year, so right. you have enough linebackers to yeah. be frank. If you really want to draft one, just take one in day three and call it a year. But yeah. I don't think it's it sucks because of the amount of sacks he had, but as long as you can effectively rebuild the defensive line, you should be fine, which we'll get to later. But and not that much Demario's in an, an insane blitzer as well. Right, exactly. They yeah. were playing a similar role. I mean, Demario's a little more of a sit back, but they play almost the same role. It's a very similar type of uh defensive position. Right. And then also the Saints, I forgot to mention the Saints re signed Juwan Johnson as well, the tight end. Oh yeah, they've resigned a lot of people. Ago. Yep. <laughs> so, um, we'll, we'll, let's touch on these resigns and departures real quick before we get to the acquisitions. Anything sure. else jump out to you as far as guys we lost or uh, resigned? Um, lost. I mean, as I mentioned, Ellis. But in terms of resigned, I mean, Jameis was an odd one. I don't think any of us really expected that. But yep. if he wants to be here and he wants to be a backup, and his cap hits like absolutely nothing, let me. Take a quick look. It was like four million, I think. Yeah, four point five million. That I I really don't mind that, especially if Carr gets injured at some point or has to take a week off or whatever you really need. It's nice to have a quality backup like that, so I don't mind. Um, the Michael Thomas resigning was a weird scenario. It was the correct decision. I'm not saying it was a bad one, but the way they went about it was kind of odd. Like they, it, it wasn't a cut. But it was a okay. Your deal's gone. Have a new one, and it's now just... he's only back. He's back for one year instead of whatever he was on before. It's, it was like it's, free it, left. It's like, hey, so we're gonna pretend this void never, this contract never happened. Yeah, we're just give you a new contract. That um, that was wild. I did not know you could just make a contract disappear like that. But yeah, um, not, now they're Nick right, apparently. Yeah, I mean, there's still dead money to be had in the next couple of years, but it's. Uh, 
you were going to get dead money anyway if you had to cut him or trade him. So I think keeping yeah. him and I think his cap hit went up like one million. Yeah, but I mean that gets you off the contract next year if he sucks. So I, I don't mind that. Um, getting Gillikin back was obviously the right decision. I I don't think there was really another option. I mean Morstead was being floated around, but Gillikin's been fine. I mean he had down year to start last year. He kind of picked it up late, so I'm fine with him sticking around. He's young. Yeah, for sure. And, and I th- not the last one, JT Gray, you had to bring him back. <laughs> it's Before, that simple. He's just he's core special teams guy. Yeah, he's ninety percent of your special teams unit right now. So after you lost Hardy, you kind of saw the little drop off there. So I think if you lost Gray, you would have been in a pretty bad position on special teams. So I think that was the right choice for what they got him for. Yeah, and I think you know the touch on my uh, Jameis. It's weird how. The report came out that the Saints offered him a reward contract. He had until Wednesday to accept it. Yep. Um, yep. And if not, they're going to cut him. And, you know, I know people in, in the Huda Nation are kind of weird when it comes to Jameis Winston because there are there are people who legit think Jameis can still be a starter and play at a high level. And there are some who think he kind of got robbed and didn't get a fair shot, which – you could make the argument last year based on yeah. how things kind of turned out with no he you know, didn't yeah kind of yeah kind of screwed a little bit yeah but it, to me it speaks a lot to Jameis's character and for sure for sure just how much this culture and this uh you know this city kind of has and what it means to him i think this is a guy who Jameis is a good dude like make no mistake about that and uh yep. his energy and just kind of the passion he brings Mm-hmm. It's nice to have that in the locker room because, oh, absolutely. as we've seen, the Saints they've been very uh, lifeless. Not lifeless, but just, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, ever since this whole turnaround began in 2017, it's been about culture. It's been about yeah. the locker room. It's been about building that uh, bond among players, if you will. And right, I right. Jameis has really ex- he's uh, accepted, I guess, would be the word, but he, he's bought into this locker room, right. And yeah. Dennis Allen being kind of silent is also why that's nice because Jameson, obviously, as we're going to speak to, Jamal Williams have kind of that, I guess, character that you, you would like in your locker room to kind of build like, hype, I mean, would be the way to put it simply. And obviously, Carr has that to an extent, too. So you're kind of building back what you're missing from Breeze, at, not talent-wise, obviously, but in terms of leadership, stability. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's what you needed. I mean, last year was kind of just Dennis Allen watching Andy Dalton throw three first fucking <laughs> first half interceptions and then going, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. No. Or, God. or, or throwing three-yard checkdowns on <clears throat> third and 20. No. Or, I just... not, okay, not, not even that. Three-yard checkdowns on third and seven. How about like... the fucking slant on fourth and one? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was a weird year, and I think, you know, yeah. them bringing in you know, Derek Carr keeping Jameis, bringing back Michael Thomas. Yeah. Um, all those were huge. And I think with Mike T in particular, again, this is a weird situation. And we've never seen this happen to where a player gets the mega deal he's earned after his, after a, his, or I'm sorry, he got it in 2018. Yeah. 2019, he has the stupid historic season with, you know, 149 catches or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets hurt for the next two years. Uh, comes back this year, yep. gets hurt again, 
And then people around the league are like, damn, you know, the Saints really got screwed on this contract. And, yeah. you know, if I'm Mike Thomas, I'm getting out of here because I need to rebuild, you know, my image and show teams I can still play. Right. And here he is coming back on a, you know, a fixed, you know, basically a one year, as we kind of said, as this got more, uh, as this, the snowball started to roll more and more and more, we said, okay, this really it could happen. He could come back. Yeah. And, um, it was big. I think, you know, we've seen how much Chris Olave really, uh, you know, uh, wanted to learn under Michael Thomas and how much Mike Thomas wanted to teach Olave everything. We right. saw how hyped he was when he got drafted here. Um, and, I mean, you've seen his Twitter profile, you know, the 2024 <laughs> offseason. Here I Thank come. Jesus. And, I, and people have – people were, were, you know, complaining about that. I'm like, no, I yeah, love the energy. No. Like, I need – a pissed off, hungry Michael Thomas because he's such a crazy competitor. You know, that's the guy. Yes. Like w- when there's, I saw the clip the other day of uh, it was a Breeze doing the uh, the pregame chant yeah, before yep. Philly in the uh, divisional Thomas round. Looked like he was gonna yeah. murder someone. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like I need that. Like I need, <laughs> I need a pissed off, hungry Michael Thomas, and we saw a little bit of that week one where he just routed yeah. up AJ Terrell twice on the goal line uh, on oh, back-to-back yeah. touchdowns. Like, and if it's good, it's great. Like I love to see, I love Mike Thomas. I, I think if he could stay healthy and you know, it's a big if to say that, but he could very easily have a major impact on this team and how far they go this year. For sure. Um, Funny enough, the details actually just came in on his contract as we're speaking about this. Really? Okay, yeah, what do you got? So Mike Triplett reports that it's technically a two-year deal that automatically voids in 2025. It's practically a one-year deal. Um, it's between 6.26 and $15 million based on bonuses, which is wild to me. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's still on the roster on day three of the 2024 league year will be whether or not that bonus goes through. Um he earn five million in signing bonuses if he passes his physical on April twenty first. He it will be a base salary of one point two six million for twenty twenty three. He can earn up to three point seven four million in the form of guaranteed roster bonuses based on games played, and five million more in performance based incentives, which obviously receptions, stuff like that, games played, all that. Yeah. So I mean, it, it it's basically a no a non existent contract that if he makes a lot of money, it's going to be dependent on if he plays. So. I right. mean, I'm looking at his guaranteed salary right now. It's $1.26 million. So right. he, he's not making much in terms of base contract. I mean, shit, no one on the team is making above $3 million guaranteed, actually. <laughs> uh, I'm now looking at this and realizing how psychopathic that is. But they're, the highest guaranteed salary cap hit right now is Cesar Ruiz. Let's just take a minute to think about that. Um, that's wild. Uh, a lot. So, I mean, obviously Thomas is going to come down to if you play like shit, you're not going to get any money. If you actually play and play like very well, you're going to get money. And then obviously next year, either we'll resign them or he'll go get some mega deal somewhere. So right. for this year, it makes a lot of sense. I think that was the right choice. Obviously, you didn't want another two years on the end of that, where if he sucks this year, you've got to ride the dead cap hit. And that I think it was thirty one million dollar roster bonus. So they made the right choice, I think, with that. I, I don't think there was another choice to be frank yeah same here i think having mike thomas on this roster with Derek carr uh is big nonetheless oh yeah absolutely uh, so i'm excited uh one more note i forgot to mention as far as restructures go kind of interestingly sure. will let's uh, yeah his deal so it likely means he's on the roster this year 
right. you know, despite his struggles, you, uh, you know, throughout the season. And, you know, who knows, maybe that's just something like kickers coming off an injury. I always feel like it's going to be tough no matter what. Like I remember, me- remember uh, Dan Bailey from the Cowboys Oh yeah, was so yeah, was automatic. He was the most accurate kicker in NFL history, you know, yeah. on, on par with Tucker. Yeah, and then he had the, the, a groin injury, um, and then fell off the Died. face of the earth. Yeah, yeah. His career just collapsed. Yeah, so anything with kickers <clears throat> and injuries always kind of scares me because you rely so much on your legs. Like that is your yeah, arm, your career, right? Yeah, like yeah, that's your that's your arm if you're a quarterback. So even Vinatieri had the same thing. Like he was wiped out for his whole career, and then he had one injury, and he ended it a year later. I mean, yep. it, it's detrimental, especially core. Core is one that's huge because you're rotating at your core. And at your hips, yep. but I mean that's a major, major point of emphasis in your um, technique. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. And so I mean, I mean that's tough. <laughs> that's not something I'd ever want to go through. <laughs> and I just hope he can bounce back because I know I, I yeah. love I like Wilmots personally. So I'm fine with him. I, I yeah. you know I I'm not one way or another. Obviously we've seen he's been great previously. So I mean if he sucks this year, then we can have a conversation. But I have no issue with him sticking around this year. Yeah, especially because uh, people forget about those uh, uh, <laughs> those Kai Forbath and oh god, Zach Hawker, years. Brian Johnson, yeah. pretty much in between Garrett Hartley and, and Will Lutz. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, those were some rough times. So, um, it, very quickly, I'll just say about Jawan Johnson. I think uh, kudos to him, dude. I mean, yeah. To come in as a wide receiver, you know, as an undrafted free agent who was struggling to make the roster with on the practice squad, yep. changed the tight end, became a much better run blocker, mm-hmm. and has become a, a, you know, arguably maybe the most, well, he has the most potential at this position, maybe since Jimmy Graham was here. And that's, yeah. that's, that's saying something because we just haven't had a real elite tight yeah, end since. We've kind of been stuck with some back and but, forth. But he's a good body, uh, a good body red zone, big bodied red zone threat, and he's really kind of shown this year he can contribute in the run game as well as you know in the passing game. So I'm um, good for him, and I'm happy for him. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously an Oregon fan, so that you know, it's nice to see someone from Oregon get a chance. Obviously, it's big for him, you know, coming in as someone that. A lot of people say it's like you didn't, you weren't wanted in the draft almost. So as an undrafted free agent, you've got everything to prove and nothing to lose. And he did it. I mean, this past year he was phenomenal in the red zone. So we'll see if he can continue that. But I have no issue with that. I mean, they gave him a very fair deal for both sides. Yep. Yep. And uh, you know, we'll see if they continue to address the tight end position. So I yeah, I would assume they will. I mean, they just brought in Foster Moreau for a visit. So. I, I yeah. would assume that's the case, even if it's not him, you know, look to the draft. But I, I think there's room for improvement, even, you know, if you want to run a 12 set, that would be completely fine. Yeah, for sure. And uh, now let's get to the acquisitions. Outside of Derek Carr, yeah. this team brought in Jamal Williams, who led the NFL in touchdowns last season. Rushing touchdowns. <laughs> Rushing touchdowns, I'm sorry. <laughs> that would be impressive Seven, if you're in, in all well, touchdowns, though. 17 touchdowns <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, for it was Jamal, wild. For Jamal Williams last year. And uh, also, he's, uh, well, we'll get to him in a second, but Jamal Williams, uh, Colin Sa- Saunders from the it. Chiefs. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not Kalen. <laughs> yep, Colin yep. Saunders from the Chiefs, who was kind of a guy who was buried behind Chris Jones and. Uh, uh, Derek Nadi, who the Chiefs also just re-signed. So he's a quality 
player. I'm very excited about his potential. Oh, yeah. And then Nathan Shepard from the Jets, who, uh, again, behind Sheldon Rankins, behind Quinton Williams, yeah. um, can play both end-to-end -end, uh, defense yeah, tackles. He's so. a pass rusher. He's I'm a excited. pass rusher in nature. Yeah, they lose you know, <clears throat> Animata and Tuttle. Yeah. Uh, there was rumors that they offered Malcolm Roach a two-year deal, I believe, and yep. Roach wanted still to test the market. So we'll see if he comes back in the fold. But nonetheless, the defense, the defense, the, the defensive tackle group yep. in one day because both these happened back to back pretty much. Yeah, uh, I think it got better automatically from last year. Yeah, I mean. Onyemata didn't do much last year, which was unfortunate. Like his name was kind of preceding him. Jeremy, except... we're, we're Jeremy, we're Jeremy, we're going to have that conversation about the PEDs. Yes, that was the. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. where this was heading. Yep. Um, yep. the PED <laughs> fall off for him was noticeable. <sighs> to put it in the most light fashion, yes. Um, he he just he didn't have what he used to have. It's that simple. Obviously yep. we've seen him be phenomenal for years on end. And then he gets caught with PEDs. He misses, I think it was six games. And then there's just nothing. There was nothing in the tank. And that sucks because I loved on Yamada. I used to be one of his biggest fans, but it was always <clears throat> yeah, it's now I just think he's rated. Yeah, it's tough. It, that was a hard loss, but it was probably the right decision. I hope, you know, Atlanta can get the best out of him as horrible as that is to say. Um, uh, he deserves to, you know, have a couple years of success here. So I think um, Saunders was probably the better of the two pickups just because that is a big fucking man that can run really fast. <laughs> he, he's 324 pounds at my height, six foot. And yep. he can run like nobody's business. I've seen videos of him doing backflips and cartwheels, and it's wild. I mean, he's one of the bigger guys in the league, and he's more athletic than I've ever seen anyone at that size. So, yeah, I've seen videos of him running down fucking Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl, pushing him <laughs> out of bounds. I've seen him, you know, running and tackling running backs. So, I, I'm excited for him. He's obviously probably not, you know, your DT1, you're probably still looking for that, but. That's a nice pickup. That's, you know, your starting nose probably, I would assume, like your DT2 type. So, yeah. Um, Shepard is weird. He's kind of like Tano Passanio in a way. He's an edge rusher by nature, but he's playing defensive tackle. Um, his pass rush grades, if you look at PFF, I can't remember what they exactly were, but he's got a pretty damn good pass rush grade. He just is not super effective in the run, which is why everyone's complaining about him. So, I don't mind the Shepard pickup. I mean, they got him for like, what was it, two million dollars? Yeah, uh, I think it's two million this year. So I, I don't mind that at all. I mean, even Saunders, they got for one point eight million dollars this year. So I, I do not mind either pickup. They were both the right decision, considering we had one defensive tackle on the roster, and it was uh, <laughs> Prince Emilie, yep. I believe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, nothing against Prince Emilie, um, but. He's probably a practice squad guy. That's where he was last year. So I, I'm yeah, fine with getting a couple. Obviously, you got a couple more there. You got Lonnie Johnson yesterday, who has had a pretty tough year last year, but he was good previously. So he's a camp pickup, I would assume. Um, Storm Norton and Ty Summers. Ty Summers was on the practice squad last year. Storm Norton. I am going to put this in the nicest way possible is probably the worst football player in the league. Um, oh he gave up 
what was it like nine sacks and like hold on let's just let's do a little research on this guy but <laughs> i i mean not worst but he was one of the worst starting tackles in 2021 let's put it that way um last year he played 85 snaps and had two penalties i mean that there's not enough of a sample size to really gather there in 2021 he played a thousand snaps which is about average for a starting tackle he gave up six penalties and gave up nine sacks which was the second most um not the optimal player i would say he's not a bad player necessarily it's just he's not as good as some of the better tackles in the league so i think he's if anything a depth pickup i don't know if he will make the roster maybe he will what do i know but yeah that was one of the weirder pickups it was like kind of confusing to me i don't really see the point like, I feel like you probably could have got to get some more guy in the draft. But, I mean, he has experience, I guess, would be the one thing that you can say is that he's played, he's done it. So maybe if they're going to draft one, let him kind of teach them. I don't know. <laughs> right. And then um, Ugo Amadi was the other one we that happened just after we last recorded. I mean, he's a pretty good special teamer. He's a decent defensive back, so I'm fine with that one. You know, we need to... Um, get a couple of defensive backs just into the room. So I have no re- issues with that. <clears throat> and then uh, what about Jamal? Yeah. Jamal Williams was a nice pickup. I wasn't even going <laughs> to talk about it because it's just, it, that was the best one this so far this off season, in my opinion. I mean, you get the leading rushing touchdown scorer last year for what was it? $1 million, $1.8 million. Yeah. Yep. $1.8 million. I mean, the running back market's been dead this year. Let's put it in the nicest terms. There, there's been no one getting good money after, you know, we've seen some other guys get big money and then flop. So mm-hmm. I think people are kind of scared too. I, I feel like it's kind of, and frankly, there was no one really out there that was like, whoa. Um, so I'm very heavy at running. Back. <clears throat> that's also a good point. There is quite a few good running backs in this class. So there, most of these guys will be like, running back twos or threes. Um, Jamal Williams is a really nice pickup. I think even if Kamara, you know, whichever way that situation goes, if he gets suspended, Jamal can be the number one for a while. If he doesn't get suspended, he's completely fine as a number two, as we saw with Swift last year. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably the optimal choice. I think you still probably look to draft one just in case of a Kamara suspension. I know all the New Orleans fandom is horny for, uh, What's his name? Ty J Spears. <clears throat> so I, I would not. I mean, I, I completely understand where they're coming from, to be frank. He's a great player. So if you can get him in round three or round four, by all means, I have no issue with that. I, I you know, it, it's a funny thing. You know, you look on Twitter a couple times a day and you see Ty J Spears about 42 times. So and everyone's mock draft. <clears throat> Yeah, and Dennis Allen was there. I mean, Dennis Allen was at um, Tulane for their pro day. So, I mean, there's something there. And Joel Thomas, the running back coach, like you said. And Nick Underhill, because he was in the picture. (laughs) I do like, I will say, I do like the linebacker out of Tulane. Um, You have to refresh me on that one. uh, I haven't kept up with them this year. uh, uh, Okay, let me just. uh, Okay, I'm about to Google it real quick. Ah! I just talked about him uh, the other day, too. Uh, let me find him, because I've heard pretty good things uh, about him. Are you Williams? Yes. Yeah. 
he ran a 4.49. That's the easiest way I found him. <laughs> it's on the New Orleans Saints page. <laughs> yeah, but mm. uh, yeah, I agree. I think you look at which volumes brings to the table outside yeah. of his personality, which I think is going to be phenomenal for this fan base. Oh, absolutely. That's, yeah, he's that's gonna, the best part love, of it. He's going to mm. love the Superdome when it goes crazy because I think him. it will go crazy this year, I think. The funniest thing was him trying to pronounce beignets in the interview. <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> I did hear that. Beignetes. <laughs> and then I love him explaining uh, Evie to everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love this. I mean, this is exactly what you want in these post-game interviews. Just a funny guy that can play football, and that's exactly what you got. It was. I watched like a good half of that interview. It was fucking hilarious. I mean, he's a good dude. He's. A good I was dude. loving it, but I think you know with Shepard, you get a, a quality rotational defensive end piece, as you said, pretty similar sure. to uh, Tano. And I think with Saunders, you get a a big athletic athletic dude who can you know plug the hole. And I think that's yeah. the Saints lacked last year because team just gutted us up the middle every yeah, time. That's the other nice part is he's huge. Yeah, so, so he can really stop the run. So say you bring back Malcolm Roach and then you go draft a tackle in one of these first two rounds. Um, yeah. I'd be cool with that. I think and then I think you have a pretty solid defensive tackle room with those four guys. Uh, yeah, someone I uh, I would really year. really like to get. He just got cut yesterday. Bring back Al Woods. Yeah, because I, I was telling you last night, Al Woods and um, Colin Saunders. If you put them on the inside, I do not know a damn running back that would get through those two <laughs> because that's two, big two huge two men. Big huge men. Um, two. Obviously, Al, Al Woods <laughs> has the experience with this team. He played for us, he was drafted by us. Um, people kind of called him a bust, and then he went to Seattle and has been at least a quality defensive tackle since then. Yep. And Obviously, he's on the older side. I do not care. He's performing at a level where I don't really care about age anymore. Yep. So I think if you can bring him in and then you go get another defensive tackle that's like your DT1 type, I think that room's fine. I mean, you know, yeah, if you have you've Alwoods, it and made Saunders, it better. yeah, I mean, you, you've gotten better than last year if you can pull that off. So I frankly, I think, I mean, it's hard to say they're better right now just because you have literally two and a half dudes in the room you have a practice squatter and two starters so or <laughs> not even two starters like right. one starter and a depth piece so but if they can get another starter i mean you know we were going to talk about it i mean Kwaja can't see any of those bigger guys you, you'd be fine with right but no i think you've you've retooled and made it the defense tackle room better uh and in an offseason, if you were to go out and get an Al Woods in the draft, insert any rookie you right. want. Um, and then you should have to figure out what you're doing on the other side of that other defensive end spot. Yeah, uh, that's whether it's kind of interesting. Granderson and it's a mixture of Granderson and Turner or, you know, whatever you're going to do. You got to figure out because Cam Jordan has said it several times. <laughs> it's just it's just been him. Yeah, um, I'm and now that is gone. Everyone's saying Frank Clark. I'm in on that talent wise. Obviously, there's you know the couple off the field things happening, but at the end of the day, he's a quality fucking player. And if you can bring him in without any major issues or suspension looming crap, then I have no issue with that. Um, who's the other one? Yannick Nagakwe. He's also another guy that you know could fit into this type of system. He's another guy that's on the older end of his career, but he's still performing at a level where, again, it does not matter. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> Gagway's interesting because I think he is 
getting up to an edge, he might be more very better just utilizing pass rush situations. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what they do at that other defensive end spot or they address it in the draft, free agency. Yeah. Um, who knows? Um, and we'll touch on what other things we want to see the Saints do in the offseason. But first, Jeremy, what month are we in right now? We are in March still. <laughs> we are in March. And uh, that, of course, folks, means the biggest tournament in all of the world is going on right now with March Madness. The action is just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot for even at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd boosts on all turn all. T- Odds and boost, excuse me, all tournament long. So be sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day uh, to see what they have in store. I think, you know, Jeremy, uh, I, I'm very much, I'm in Texas. Uh, I think the Longhorns, despite all the shenanigans that I got on with them uh, this year, I think they could very easily uh, make it to the to the final four. We'll see. I don't know. Who, who do you like in this tournament? I am from New England, and therefore I am required to root for UConn in this scenario. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, there's some pretty damn good teams here, though. I mean, you've got a lot of one seeds. You've got Alabama with, uh, what's his face? I don't even want to say his name, so I'm not going to with (laughs) the allegations and crap surrounding him. Yes, yes. Uh, You got Houston, who looks really good. I obviously, they're a one seed. it's interesting because you've got a lot of teams in here that you would not expect to see here and here. Like I haven't kept up a ton this year, but looking through this, like FAU, I really, it's interesting. San Diego state Princeton usually is not around. So you've got some lower seeds in here. I mean, you've got Princeton as a 15 seed, which is something you very, very rarely see in this scenario. So it's interesting. I mean, I'll probably start keeping up once we get down to eight, because that's when it starts to get really interesting. So mm-hmm. it, it's not necessarily my type of thing, but it's entertaining. That, that's for sure. It, it gets it gets all the blood boiling to say the least when it comes to March <laughs> no Madness. Kidding. March Madness and these bets, uh, folks. Oh, yeah. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code TPPN right now. New customers can bet five dollars on any pregame moneyline bet and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets. Uh, if your team wins, only at DraftKings Sports with the code TPPN. Minimum age and LBG re- restrictions apply. Uh, and you see the details on our sh- uh, show description. So, uh, March Madness, it's that time of the year. Love it. Love it 100%. Uh, Jeremy, the Saints roughly have, if we're doing the math here right, about what, 17 ish? Uh, a cap room still left? 17, 18 million, is that right? It'll be a little lower. It's so it's 16 and a half right now, roughly. Oh, and factoring in the summers and uh, that's factoring in everything except for Lonnie Johnson. Okay, so I would assume right around 15.8, 15.7. So, I mean, they got some money there. <laughs> to be frank, there's quite a bit of money in there, yeah. So, um, we've seen the Saints obviously address quarterback. The defensive tackle position, running back. Um, so, what what are the moves would you like to see the Saints make as we uh, uh, get closer closer to the draft here? What are some other free agents or moves you want to see this team make? 
Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned, Quark or Nagakwe, I would really like to see off the edge. Um, Al Woods, I'd really like to see on the interior. Defensive line is the simplest position that you can fill right now. Like, there's guys out there that you can get. It's just you got to negotiate with them. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Let me just take a look at who's out there, actually. That's a good point. Go with yours, and I'll come back to you. Okay, I think one guy I'm going to mention, and I think this is more of an a underrated need, uh, I think the Saints need to go out and make a trade okay, and uh, call up the Colts about Kenny oh, Moore in the corner. This, yeah. yeah, I think Kenny Moore is a guy the Saints really could use right now. Uh, it seems they're pretty high on both uh, Paulson Adebo and Alante Taylor and wanted them to develop on the outside and become uh, outside corners. And the Saints still have really have a lack uh, at that safety or that sorry, that nickel slash thumper position, if you will. Yeah. Uh, PJ Williams obviously has not been re-signed. Right. Uh, you know, Charles Gardner left last year via trade, and they really haven't filled that role yet. Uh, Kenny Moore went healthy. is one of the better the better nickel, nickel corners in the NFL. He's on the last year of his deal right now with a base salary of uh, seven point uh, four four ninety five million dollars. Um, so he'll be a free agent next year. I think if you can go out there and convince the Colts to eat some of that cap, yeah, uh, he would immediately provide a need and stability at your at your uh, your corners your corner spots because you have a lot of more. And then whether it's a Debo or Taylor, whoever plays better throughout camp in the preseason on the outside, and you have Kenny Moore in the slot. Um, he blitzes well off as well. Uh, he's a good tackler. Uh, I just think Kenny Moore would be a good fit for this team, um, especially with this being the last year of his current contract. It kind of gives you uh, some flexibility to try and figure out what you want to do. Ooh, Leonard Floyd. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at like free agents right now. I did not realize he was out there. Yeah, the Rams did cut him. There's some interesting guys in here. Deion Jones, he's yeah. still a free agent. I didn't realize yeah. that. So is Robert Quinn, which is interesting. Former Saint trade target. Davion Clowney, no, no, I'm uh, good. I'm all set. Uh, Bobby Wagner, I don't think he would come here, but <laughs> sure, if you want to. <laughs> Brockers. I mean, so here's the thing. I see a lot of guards. <laughs> There's quite a few here. It's not the top guys, but you've got like Justin Pugh, Gabe Jackson, Matt Failer, Ben Jones at the center position, Roger Saffold. Like, mm-hmm. you just, oh no, because you restructured Pete. Shit. Yeah, you're stuck with Pete this year. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you I know they created Pete. an out next year, which is like the one hope I have for him being gone. <laughs> I he's a fine player, but they they being Sean Payton gave him way too much money. Um, <laughs> please, for the love of God, get cut next year and go with your butt buddy to Denver. Um, yeah, I there's so many guards that can play at that type of level for like a fifth of the price, especially in the draft if you really want to go there. But I just. There's a lot of guards there. I think you just grab one and set up for next year if you're going to try and get I, rid of them. I do like uh, Alvea from TCU in the second round. Who is it? Uh, Steven. Oh, Avila. Yeah. Gotcha. Avila from TCU. Yeah. I'm high on him. Gotcha. Yeah. He's decent. Yeah. He, he good pick. And he's a good, he's a good second. He'd be a good, he's a good leader too on that line. Like, uh oh. Spotrack hasn't changed Robbie slash chosen Anderson's name yet. Uh oh. 
They're going to get canceled now. Uh, let me ask you this. How do you feel about either one of those Denver receivers? Because I think receiver... No. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I think it is a need because you can't really it bank is. on yeah. Michael Thomas being healthy fully uh, sure. this season. So you kind of need another wide receiver. You know, Denver's made it. And Denver apparently was in on Adam Thielen, which yeah, weird. is weird because they have, I think, what are three good receivers in Four. They have four four good receivers in Judy, Sutton, Tim Patrick, and even uh, KJ Hamler. Sean will find a way to trade them all so that he doesn't have to work with them anymore. That's his way, man. He'll start little Jordan Humphrey. uh, I forgot he signed him. Yeah, so I just. Awesome car. I I just don't. I don't. I don't get it. No, I'm so. Out of the two that they're trading, Judy, you would obviously like. Price is going to be too high with how many people are in on them. Well, also, it's reported they wanted at least a first and more for Jerry. Right. Judy. That's where uh, I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm good. Um, Sutton, I just like if you're going with like a third round pick, sure, go for it. In terms of like anything more than that, I just, I'm not really that sold on him. I think he's fine, but I don't really think it's worth it. Look up his contract real quick. Go for it. Uh, so he's a base salary of fourteen this year. Oh, um, and then thirteen twenty four. Although there's a potential out in twenty four. Are you really willing to give up all of the cap you currently own for Cortland Sutton? That would be uh, hey, at this point they could probably give him a whole new contract on on point, right? Oh God, <laughs> they, they did it. Pull they a Thomas part two. <laughs> I'm sure they could get uh, Denver to take at least a little part of it, but uh, yeah, I mean, no, I'm like, probably not. I give I give a, th- a fourth for Colton Sutton, third being the I, highest. I would yeah, think. third I would consider anything yeah. more than that's like. It, it, I mean, he's a probable right. receiver, and you know he's, he's decent. Ha- he's been yeah. hampered by suspect. Shout out to John Elway. <laughs> he's been hampered by some John Elway s quarterback play the last couple years. <laughs> Drew Lock. Drew Locke, Trevor Simeon, Trevor Simeon, God, um, poor guy, Case Keenum. Oh yeah, Th- that's been the uh, rotating wheel of tall white quarterbacks. That's the John Elway way. Yeah, so he's had a bad <clears throat> but he was a Pro Bowler a couple of years ago. But then he had the uh, ACL tear in yeah. uh, twenty twenty. So, so I mean, he's been healthy relatively. He can produce. Uh, he's a big-bodied guy, so he kind of fits what you would need on paper under the right. big-body target. Right. Um, I and if it cost me, holiday. if it <laughs> if it cost me a third, and Denver is willing to eat some of the cap, I'd do yeah. it. Yeah. If it's if you can get him for like, let's say seven to eight million, and it's like a third or a fourth, I'm content with that. I do if you're taking him at full price or anything more than the third, no thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Because here's the thing also. The thing also, this wide receiver market is just not very yeah, good. Yeah, it's not. And it's, and it's not to mention there's not even any big-bodied wide receivers on the market right now, I believe. Yeah, me, not really. I mean, let me a couple, check. but not any that are but like nothing like exceptional. Notable. Right. Yeah, like nobody that I have. I feel like I need to bring in right away. Let me see. Foster Moreau and then just make him a receiver. Uh, yeah, Ken Galladay is a big-bodied guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's also <laughs> not very good. Uh, Julio Jones. Um, that would be Nelson Aguilar. Let's go. Oh, that would be full circle buddy. for Julio to come back uh, to New Orleans. Yeah, or come D- to New Orleans. DJ Chark's out there. Yeah, not a big body necessarily, but but I believe it's a two team race right now for him between Detroit and 
Carolina. Of course. Um, there's just there's no big body dudes. Randall Cobb, let's go. He's going to New York. As soon no, as he's coming here, and then we're getting Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the determining factor. Yeah, there, there, Randall there, Cobb. There, there is a Odell at twenty million a year. If you want that, oh god, bro, <laughs> twenty million? Are you shitting me? Fifteen to twenty is what he is what they're. Yeah, no, he uh, said, and then I saw him say like, and four is not going to be enough or something like that. Like, okay, so give us a number. I don't just want <laughs> between yeah. four and twenty. So, uh, wide receivers in need. It'll be interesting to see um, how they address that. But my yeah. wish list would be hypothetically, I think you, I, I would trade for Kenny Moore right now. I think Kenny Moore in, in the slot makes too much sense. It kind of gives you with Matthew, May, Lattimore, and then either Debo or Taylor. That gives you sec- your start secondary lockdown right there. Um, Oh, and the Colts, you know, with them cutting Matt Ryan, with them, you know, probably taking a rookie quarterback, they're probably going to be in a full fire sale, anyways. Right. Um, so I, I would call the Colts on Kenny Moore. Hey, um, Isaiah McKenzie, they literally just cut, bro. Do we just swap with Hardy? I, I wouldn't hate that. Because, I mean, he's like essentially the same thing. He's a little bit taller, but yeah, I wouldn't mind that at all, honestly, because that gives the Heat a little more side than the a little more, um, like, what's the word? Slot usability. Let me ask you this, then. Would you consider bringing back Jarvis on a super cheap deal? Mm, but what are we I would. I a would. super cheap deal? Uh, I like, mean, two to three? Sure. Yeah, like two to three. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think he would sign for that, but I he's fine. He, obviously, the injuries kind of hampered him. He was good in those first couple games, but yeah, I wouldn't necessarily rely on him at the yeah. moment. But he's yeah. good. I mean, he's been fine when he was on the field. Right, 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 right. right. So we'll see. I mean, uh, wide receiver, uh, maybe draft a back, certainly draft a end or tackle on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. And then maybe call Denver to see what's up with Corbin Sutton. What do you got? Lamar Jackson is ready to move on from the Ravens, according to Mark, Mike Florio and Dove Kleeman. No way. No yeah, way. It just came out seven minutes ago. Yep. Future Saint. <laughs> he wants to play defensive tackle. Sure. Uh, Corey Whittleton. I saw that already. Yeah. See, this is why we check. This is why we just take a peek at Twitter before we end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How's he going? I, I what like about anyone uh, that hasn't said they don't want him? So what about uh what about D Hop? Well, no, well, D top, you have to give up a two at least. That's what that's a two what, and a player is what they gonna, were saying. Yeah, so it's like uh, so, it's gonna be more. And Hop is, is gonna want a new contract. Yeah, I mean, so let's put it this way he's phenomenal. You could fit him under the cap hypothetically, you could make it work. But, oof. I mean, if you're content with drafting the defensive line problems and not signing them away, then sure, because you really don't have any use for the cap at the moment anyway. But if you're really going to try and sign a guy, i.e. Frank Clark, Yannick Ngakwe, then I don't think there's a way you can work out both of them. But right. then again, I don't think you necessarily need either of them if you're going to draft you know, those positional issues away anyway. So, I mean, it's a bidding war is going to be the issue. You're probably going to give up 129 if you're doing that because you're going to have to beat out a second and a player. Yeah. 
provided someone's actually offered that. Yeah. <laughs> because so, we did just see Jalen Ramsey go for what was it? Three. A three. Yeah. So it's you know, and we just saw Gilmore go for like a five. So yep. it's like obviously players don't have the type of value people expect anymore, but I don't know. I think picks are getting overvalued, let's put it that way. <laughs> You're seeing a all pro well, former all pro corner go for a third. I it's a little wonky it's and then there's quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson going for like three firsts and 230 million dollars but you know I'm indifferent (laughs) I feel that I feel that I think um you know no matter what or not even no matter um what you do in free agency like I think if you decide to go the route of signing a Clark or Nagakwe kind of negates at least this year from going after an end. Right. Or if you uh, decide to trade for a sudden or a Hopkins, it kind of, again, negates wide receiver for this year at least. Right. Right. So I think just about, just, it's all about the approach and how they decided to, uh, you know, go after the positions because they have, I think, what, all their picks and then an extra seventh, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not our... Hold on. Let me take a quick pee. Because I believe there's a couple that are from someone else. I don't think they're necessarily all ours. Let's see. Uh, Yeah, so we've got 129 from Denver, from Miami, from San Francisco. And then we have 240, which is ours. Oh, we do have all... Oh, no, we're missing our sixth, but we gave it up for a seventh, so it's whatever. Yeah. We have a one, two, three, four... Two fives and two sevens. I believe one's a comp pick. So, I mean, you know, you got all your picks and uh, kind of just whatever whatever you decide. Yeah, you got enough picks to figure out what you got to do. I mean, I'm sure those two sevens will turn into a six and the two fives will turn into a four and then we'll end up with like two players drafted (laughs) by the end of it. But that's what they do. They always combine their picks and it's like they start with eight and they come back with like four players. Yeah, but I mean, I'm fine like, with that. I mean, you get better talent out of it that way, so I don't I have mean, an issue with it. I'll give Dennis Allen credit that where Sean Payton maybe lacked right. is Payton's ability to, or I'm sorry, Dennis Allen's kind of pitch to recruit guys and not yeah. even them, but also just being aggressive, you know, because I think the Saints were the first team to go all out and, you know, go all out with Derek Carr. Right. Uh, you know, last year we saw them uh, get two first round picks and yep. draft two offensive guys. Yep. Um, so kudos to Dennis Allen, at least in that perspective of, you know, the recruiting and being aggressive yeah. uh, that has helped. So we'll see what that approach is. You know, do they trade away draft picks to acquire veteran players right now? Uh, who knows? We'll see. Cause, uh, the NFC is kind of wide open. I think you can kind of look across the NFC and the saints to me right now are probably a, Four to a top four to five team in the conference, yeah. I mean, so let's see. You have San Fran, I think to me, San Fran's one, San Fran's one, Philly's probably two. Um, I put Dallas at three, I'd say, doubt, yeah. Well, them them getting Cooks and and Gilmore puts them at three, fair enough. Uh, Giants should still be around that range. I don't know, they'll be around our range, I would say. Let's just let me look at Uh, Detroit. Yeah, they'll be better than us, I would assume. Yeah, so <laughs> at least as of now. Yeah, so I mean, th- th- they're going to be well in the mix in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, 
Uh, Vikings are around that same range with us in New York. Uh, I don't know. It's, I mean, we're definitely within the top seven. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that at least puts you in some sort of position, but I don't know. I think there's still room to work with. I think once we see our draft, it'll kind of give us an idea of if we're closer to one, two, three, or four through seven. Yeah, I can see that. So I, it's just going to be all about the approach and what they decide. Like, can they can they nab the players they want at these positions in the draft right. versus right. you know having to go out and sign or trade for guys? Because could you go out and land a wide receiver right now who could help out or contribute more than a Hopkins or a Sutton? I don't know. Could you probably not? Could you draft a defensive end that will you know produce more sacks than a Nagakwe or uh, Clark? I don't know. Yeah, I don't so, know. I don't know. But nonetheless, they address the big needs: quarterback, running back, and defensive tackle. Or kind of, well, tackle. You can still draft one early on. I think. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't have an issue with that. Yeah, but you, you don't really. You don't need a quarterback with Jameis coming back. Right. You can draft a running back later on. You know, Spears makes a lot of sense in the you know third or fourth round, or. Uh, you know, Roshan Johnson in the fifth or sixth from Texas, who was the right. backup for B. John Robinson. That's not a need anymore. So right. we'll see. It's going to be interesting how this team approaches everything. Also, one more. Um, Marcus May has been cleared of all of his charges, at yes. least from the – that was the, what, the September incident? The, the road, rage, road Rage, right? Or That's not even road, road not even road rage. It was uh, September arrest, whatever yeah. the, the September arrest was. He was um, kids, wasn't he? God, if I know anymore, probably yeah. waving a gun at the dog. I don't know. Yeah, he, uh, he's had some intriguing. Uh, <laughs> what's the word? Intriguing incidents. So let's put it that way. Um, aggravated assault with the firearm was this one that was in September. So. Um, but that was dropped. There was insufficient evidence. Obviously, there's still another one in there somewhere that's looming. He has two charges, so one's dropped. Um, we'll see how the other one goes. I would assume his suspension would probably be looming if that one goes through. So mm-hmm. I don't know. He'll probably get suspended even if both get dropped because Goodell hates us. <laughs> <laughs> um, Camaro will be interesting to see how that pans out. I know, I believe, June or July, there's another court date with that. So, yeah, there's a couple. There's always a couple. Let's be real. Deontay Hardy. There's always, you know, one or two looming entering the season. So I don't know if if you're missing Marcus May for a couple games, you probably look to draft a safety at some point, not early, but like round four, round three. So I I wouldn't mind that. Or obviously with you, you said um, Kenny Moore wouldn't be a you'd kind of allow yourself to put other people in different positions. You know, if you're actually going to play Lonnie Johnson, you can put him at deep safety. Or maybe if you say trade for Kenny Moore, it allows you to bring back PJ to play safety. Right. That too. Or even smoke Monday. I mean, yeah, we don't talk about him, but he's undrafted free agent, giant dude. He's played pretty much every position you can play. I mean, I think he played 56 snaps alongside the defensive line, which was wild. I was looking at that the other day. So he played out of the, you know, obviously playing in the SEC, the highest level of competition in college. So let me take a look at this. I wanted to look at his uh, snap counts because that was interesting to look at. It it was really weird. (laughs) Come on. There we go. Yeah. So he played in 2021, 56 snaps alongside the defensive line. 
198 in the slot, 25 at outside corner, 250 in box, and 293 at deep safety. So obviously deep safeties is, you know, traditional position. Right. But he's played box, he's played slot, he's played outside corner at times. I mean, there there's talent there with the kid. He's got the versatility to kind of make it in this league. Obviously, they kept him despite the injury last year for the whole season, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So they obviously saw something in him in camps where it's like, okay, we should keep this guy around for next year. So you got some well, pieces. Or, I mean, I mean, one guy maybe you can potentially try and trade for a young safety. You could kind of develop and see what you have. Um, I would maybe take a look at the Chargers and see what's up with uh, JT Woods. Yeah. Kid from Baylor, kind of more of your traditional free range or a f- free safety kind of a uh, – I would hate That's it. I mean, name. there's yeah, a lot of guys out there. Like a, well, even in free agency, start on the let's, start. let's look at free agency because there's a lot of safeties in free agency currently just because the market's dead market. for them for some reason. Like Jesse Beat's got a giant contract, and then you have Chauncey getting one for eight. That's yep. a weird scenario. I don't know what's up with that because this is not even like an exceptional safety draft class from what I've seen. There's a couple guys. Obviously, Brian Branch will go in the first round. But besides him, it's like this isn't really necessarily your top safety draft class. So I don't know what's up with the market right now. But it's not high whatsoever. Are you able to look at the yeah. safeties available right now? Because I Spotrack's been weird yeah. for me the last couple of days where I've not been able to get into it. Yeah, I got it. So, so some notable names include John Johnson, who was just yeah. cut from Cleveland. Uh, Adrian Amos, who was one of the Packers for the last couple of years. That's uh a big one. Devin McCourty just retired. Yep. Uh, after that, it gets kind of rough. Yeah, man. Amos is <laughs> you really have... good. I mean, if you wanted <laughs> to look at Amos, I would not mind that, especially for how cheap these guys are going for. Like, if you even just wanted to bring him in, even if May doesn't get suspended. Right. I mean, uh, you could use an extra DB. Jonathan Abram. Uh, yep, I'll pass. he's solid. He's fine. He's not anything exceptional. But I don't want him. He's like Jamal Adams. I don't want him in deep coverage. Oh, perfect. He plays linebacker for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's. I mean, uh, Kareem Jackson from Denver. He, oh, he's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Taylor yeah, Rapp. There's some, there's some the guys Rams. out there, man. Rapp's pretty good. He's really good, actually. Uh, Ronnie Harrison from Cleveland, who has made some yep. plays. He's solid. Uh, Deron Harmon from the Raiders was forming with the Patriots. He's a kind of a tweaker. Safety That's probably the position with the most talent in free agency right now. <laughs> like thinking about it, even, I mean, edge probably. But then besides that, it's like that's yeah. quite a few dudes that are starters in this league easily. Yeah, there's some names out here. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how they choose to address all that. For sure. It'll be interesting. Um, I mean, you've got think. time. Uh, Jeremy, your boy, I said because he just signed with the Colts. So. No. <laughs> yep. Oh, well. That makes sense for them, though. Get a guy alongside Pittman, especially a speedster. Yeah. Sorry, little muscle hamster. <laughs> that was the most <laughs> hilarious thing, I swear. Josh Allen called him the little muscle hamster. Yeah, he signed with the Colts. Hey. Interesting. Shout out to Doug Martin, the original <laughs> muscle hamster. Yep. No, I, mean, I don't hate that fit. I mean, out of all the teams you could have gone to, the Colts makes a lot of sense, especially alongside Pittman. Right. Whoever their quarterback yeah. is. <laughs> and I think that just about covers everything. We touched on everything. I think so. Today, correct? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. 
Now we'll only have 47 more topics for next week when they sign like five more players and <laughs> everything goes down. Trade again. for two. Yeah. And trade for two or three more. <laughs> I would like to see a trade, man. It's been a while. It's Was Roby the last player we traded for? Player? I think he yes. was. And then it was Quan and Kiko. I think that's it. I think that's the only couple I've seen in the last like five years. Oh, Kiko. Yeah, I think you're right. But we haven't made, we make a lot of draft trades. We don't make a lot of player trades. Player trades. It's fine. I mean, it's worked for us. So yeah. fill up your guys in house. But hey, I'm all for it. Um, yeah, me too. <clears throat> yeah, so I think that about wraps it up, my dude. Any uh, any last comments or uh, anything else you got? Yeah, man, use that money. Mickey <laughs> <laughs> Wumis and Kai, you got to get out there, use a little bit more of that money. Obviously, you got some good dudes in-house, but let's keep building. You know, you don't just want to be fine, you know. Yeah, I we, think... we look good right now. I, I don't think you're a Super Bowl contender yet necessarily, which is, I would assume, what you're going for with how old a lot of the guys are in this core. So I think there's room to grow. I, I think they've it's a lot better than it was entering this season. Let's put it that way. Because entering this season, a lot of our podcasts were us being morbidly depressed. So it, they, <laughs> they've kind of <clears throat> at least solidified quarterback, which was huge. That's one of the biggest things we needed to do. You solidified your backup running back. Good. And you brought back a lot of the guys you needed. You brought back Juwan, which was a huge emphasis entering the season. You've kind of started the rebuild with the defensive line. Continue that, obviously. But I think they've done a good job. I think they need to keep going and not, you know, just wet off the gas now that you got your couple guys that you're looking at. You know, go talk to some people, see what you can get done. Yeah, be aggressive. I mean, that's yeah. Kind of- yeah, I think that's kind of a Dennis Allen's mantra the last couple of years has been his ability to recruit yep. uh, and to be aggressive. And I think uh, with Sean Payton, especially those last couple of years, that's something the Saints maybe lacked a little bit of. Right, right. Um, so, hey, we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. We'll see what happens the next time we record uh, next week. Should be lots of fun. Oh, yeah. Got to keep notes so I remember everything that's going on. <laughs> uh, that, that's going to wrap things up here, folks, from the Saints and Sinners podcast, of course, part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. It is Alec. It is Jeremy signing off, and uh, we'll see you guys next week with all the latest news about your New Orleans Saints.